Welcome to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This episode features local businessman and SDSU alumni Buck Burdick. Buck owned Station 5 Productions, where he used his experience in graphic design to create the Fear Asylum Haunted House, as well as several escape rooms and props for other productions. I spoke with Buck earlier this year. I've been around higher education my entire life. My dad, I was born and raised in Duluth, Minnesota, and my parents both attended UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Well, while my dad was going to college up at UMD, he got a part-time job at the UMD bookstore. And while he was working at the UMD bookstore, you know, in a roundabout way, he ended up as the assistant director of the UMD bookstore. So that was my dad's career path. So I was around UMD. I mean, I was, I was raised in UMD sweatshirts and t-shirts. So in 1983, my dad was offered the director job at um, SDSU. And so in 1983, we moved to Brookings from Duluth and my dad ran um, the SDSU bookstore until, Oh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, he retired. Mm -hmm. So I then threw away all my UMD Bulldog sweatshirts and became a jackrabbit. So I graduated high school in 1987. And when I graduated, um, I, I mean, the, the straight up honest answer, Rocky, is I was not ready at all for college. Hell, I'm not sure I was ready to work at 7-Eleven. Um, so and my dad, who's, who's a super smart guy, probably one of the fairest men I've ever met in my life, you know, he, and, and he was in the military for, you know, he was in reserves for 30 years. He said to me, he, I mean, he straight up asked me in about February of my graduating senior year, he said, what are you going to do when you graduate? And there were, there was no real resources. Um, so I just, I had no idea. And uh, so my dad, I, I told him, I go, well, I don't know. I guess I'll go to SDSU. And my dad looked at me right in the eye and he's like, you can't go to SDSU. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. He's like, you're not, you're not ready for college. I said, okay. I said, well, I, I was working at Hy-Vee. I'd worked at Hy-Vee through high school. And I go, well, I guess I'll just work at Hy-Vee then. And my dad said, you're not going to work at Hy-Vee the rest of your life. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He's just like, you need to do something. You got to try something. I've always been super fascinated by the military. Maybe I'll join the military. So I ended up talking to the recruiters and uh, I uh, was going to originally join the Marine Corps because that was supposed to be the baddest service in the world. And, and uh, they had me completely brainwashed within five minutes that that's what I was going to do. And, and uh, so I, I came home and my dad was in the air, air guard. And uh, I said, uh, he goes, well, did you meet with the recruiter? I said, yep. I said, I'm going to join the Marines. And my dad says, why are you going to join the Marines? I said, well, because that's the, that's the toughest one. So I ended up um, talking, I ended up talking to the Navy recruiters and this was in the movie Top Gun had come out not too terribly long before I, I uh, um, was sitting in the recruiter's office. And the recruiter basically, I scored pretty high in the ASVAB. And uh, they said, well, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And in a roundabout way, I said, wait a minute. I said, the Navy, doesn't the Navy have airplanes? And they're like, well, absolutely, son. Of course we have airplanes. I went to school for like nine months. It was a super hard school. But I grew up a lot. I mean, a lot of things changed in that first year. Just everything for me really changed. Um, and I think, you know, people, you know, especially college kids, 18 years old, coming from like you, from Henry, 
walking into the world of SDSU, that can be a pretty big transition pretty quick. Um, and I think it's hard on a lot of people. But anyway, um, they just happened to put me in F-14 Tomcat Squadron, which is the same airplanes in the movie Top Gun. So, and I even went to Top Gun, which is pretty cool. Uh, the real Top Gun, not the movie. Tom Cruise wasn't there. But um, the, uh, so, yeah, so I, I went and went there and uh, spent, spent a number of years in the, in the Navy working on, uh, in the Tomcat community. I uh, deployed in a lot of aircraft carriers. I spent 11 months or 10, about 10, 11 months on uh, an aircraft carrier, worked on the flight deck. Uh, we spent 10, 11 months during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. I think I'm going to go to college. Well, a buddy of mine in the Navy was a, was from Kentucky and he really wanted, he was going to go to university of Kentucky. And I said, well, I'm going to go to the university of Kentucky too. I'll do that. Well, I, when I got out of the Navy, I was driving home from Virginia beach, Virginia. And I stopped in Kentucky for about a week and a half. And I stayed with my buddy and I went and toured the UK's campus and, and admin office and it became apparent really quick that out-of-state tuition and uh, the GI Bill I had at the time, $800. I came home and I, you know, went to SDSU and I have always been very creative. And uh, so I wanted to go into advertising. So I went to SDSU, um, marketing and graphic design. And uh, at that time, graphic design was, everything was pen and paper. It was all ink writing, you know, you, you probably remember that Rocky, don't you? So anyway, um, it was all, you know, pen and ink stuff and, uh, and computers, their computers were just starting to come out and I had, it was, it was really hard. It was really hard. It was, uh, it, it was a tough time because sometimes you had to go after midnight and there was nobody to teach you how to use the computer and, and sure nobody to teach you how to use the graphics on the computer. I mean, it was, and there was no YouTube. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was so hard so hard. Um, I didn't even know how to turn the computer on for God's sakes. But anyway, you know, so I, I really fell back onto my pen and paper thing a lot. Um, but when I uh, got done with it, with college, I, I really wanted to go into the creative field. I've always liked to draw. I always, I'm always, I'm pretty creative. Um, I'm happiest when I'm creating, I guess. And, uh, but then I realized that or what it, what it seemed to me, maybe this is wrong, but it seemed to me that if I was going to go into creative marketing, creative, you know, designing ad campaigns, logo design, maybe something like that, to make any money at it, I was probably going to have to go into a really big market, Chicago, New York, LA, something like that. And I'd lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'd been around the world. I'd seen huge cities. I'm from South Dakota. And I was like, I don't want to live in LA. I'm going to make Twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a year, and uh, they have a high suicide rate. So I'm going to kill myself in seven years. So that just seemed—I don't know—I just, I it just, I, I didn't really use it, but I needed money. So I ended up in a weird way, very weird way. I found out I was really good at sales. Um, I got a job uh, selling mutual funds, investments, uh, financial planning, insurances, and. Uh, I, just, I literally fell into it. And uh, so I was in the sales world for a good 20 years. And I owned, uh, I owned two, a couple of businesses here in Brookings that I ran for 20, 22 years, uh, doing a lot of sales. Um, we sold hot tubs and pools and landscaping. And, and I did that. Well, then what happened was I never lost 
the creative aspect, the wanting to do something marketing creative. You know, I was always, I was doing my own marketing campaigns. I was doing my own ad campaigns. Then what happened was it was a, uh, it was Halloween night of like 2008. And my kids were really little, really little. And we, they were, we were, they weren't even trick or treating. We were handing out candy, you know, to trick or treaters. And I was watching this TV show on the discovery channel and it was called the top 13 haunted houses in America. And now I've always been a Halloween guy. I've always liked Halloween and I've always liked haunted houses, but I've never, I had never been to a, a, a commercial haunted house. So I'm watching these haunted houses on the discovery channel. And I'm, I'm completely blown away. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my jaw is dropped. I'm like, wow, these people are building these completely immersive environments. I mean, caves and jungles and Victorian mansions and castles and catacombs and spaceships and whatever. And I'm like, this is just, um, I, I didn't even know this world existed. Well, I said to my wife, I said, next year, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do some flying around the country and I'm going to, I'm going to fly to some of these haunted houses I saw on the Discovery Channel. I, I, I've got to see this. Well, the entrepreneur spirit in me then kicked in a couple of weeks after that. And I started thinking about it. Maybe what I should do is I should just do a, I should do a haunted house in October as a marketing deal for my business. Just to, you know, get people in the door, haunted house thing. And I was like, and I was like, and I remember thinking this, I was like, man, I mean, how hard can it be? Well, so I ended up at a, I researched and researched and, and then that so that was October of 2008. Well, well, then in March of 2009, I was invited. To, I made some connections in the industry and uh, in the haunted house industry. And I was invited to St. Louis, Missouri. It's called Transworld. And uh, you, you have to, at that time, you, you still, you, not everybody can go. You still have to have the credentials to go. But at that time, you kind of had to be invited in. And uh, so, yeah, I, I got invited to the show. And uh, so I drove down to St. Louis, Missouri for this trade show and I went with my wife and my kids and while I was down there I I I went to this I went to this trade show and it was I mean it was huge huge and it's nothing but I mean 14 foot dragons and robots and just I mean the 20 foot moving pumpkin creatures and I I I was blown away I need to do this this is what I'm going to do I'm going to yeah I'm going to build on it else and uh so I was, yeah, so I did that and I was walking around this trade show and everything, I, it was just, I, but it was mind boggling because everything I looked at was at least $500. There was nothing less than $500. And I'm, I'm walking in there with like $3,000 in my pocket to build this haunted house. And you can't, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I bought a couple of masks and whatever. And I, October, 2009, we opened the Fierce Silent Haunted House. It was our first year. We built it to the best of our knowledge. Um, we spent a ton of money on it and we built it. And, uh, but I didn't want to open. Um, cause I, I honestly, I, I didn't want to open in, in October, 2009. And, uh, one of, uh, and I made some friends in the industry and, and a couple of them called me and reached out. And one of them called me and reached out and his name's Ben Armstrong and he owns Netherworld haunted house in Atlanta, Georgia. I've seen your haunted house and I've seen the darkness and I've been to Transworld. And my haunted house sucks. So I'm not going to open it. <laughs> and he said, well, he goes, no, you have to open. He goes, that's how it works. It's never done. You're never ready. You just, you open and, and that, and see what happens and you learn and you keep going. So I did like 600 people came through and I was 
pretty amazed by that. So that started my haunted house world. Every one of those haunted houses I saw on Discovery Channel, I now was friends with the owners. We're, we're friends. We're drinking beers at Transworld. We're at a conventions together. I'm getting backstage tours, private tours of their, their stuff. Um, well, then I started building things for my haunted house and um, via social media. And, you know, I would post pictures or text a picture. And then uh, these guys started reaching out to me and they're like, wow, that is really cool. Would you build one for us? Now, instead of just attending the world's largest Halloween show, I was now vending at the world's largest Halloween show. And uh, so then I met even more people. Well, this is when the escape room industry started hitting. And so what happened then was all the, uh, all the escape room owners were now showing up at this haunted house convention because the Transworld Haunted House Show now became the Transworld uh, attraction show. So that meant now it wasn't just haunted houses. Now it was haunted houses, escape rooms, um, Christmas. It, it, it's huge. So all these, all these business owners that want to get into the escape room business realize they know nothing about building escape rooms. They don't know how to build a pirate ship. They don't know how to do DMX lighting. They don't understand they don't understand how to make things move when you walk by it. They don't, they don't set dressing and they, they don't know any of this, but honestly, some of the best people in the world at that are haunted house people. Um, so they ended up at the haunted house show and they're like, wow, you guys built this spaceship. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I built a spaceship. And now we were starting to be hired around the country to build escape rooms. So now we're building escape rooms in Texas and South Carolina and California and Chicago, and we're shipping them all over the country and we're flying people in and we're doing these installs. And so then I ended up, uh, I ended up at the uh, IAPA show and the IAPA show is in Orlando, Florida. And this is where Walt Disney um, world, you know, Walt Disney theme parks, uh, universal studios. If you want to buy a roller coaster, you go to IAPA. So we went there, we vended at IAPA, and then I met some people in the cruise ship industry and some theme parks and some family entertainment centers. And so we started doing that. And, uh, and so we just kept the name Station 5 Productions, and uh, we started building things for other people and other clients. And uh, we've been doing that pretty hardcore now for the past, you know, three, four years. I just have to ask this because, I mean, if we're roughly about the same age based on when you graduated high school. Was Top Gun the experience anything like Top Gun, the Tom Cruise movie? No, no, nope. <laughs> close. No, the uh, actually the real the real story is everybody hated Tom Cruise. Uh, the uh, all the stuff you saw in the movie. I mean, yeah, the pilots are absolutely phenomenal. They the the the, the missions they fly and the the training they get is just incredible. But all the other stuff is. Uh, Oh, and then I can't really watch Top Gun Rocky. And the reason is, is because all the stuff in the movie where they're hitting the brakes and switching to guns and all this, everything is wrong. That's not how the F-14 works. But anyway, still a great movie. If I went back to 1987, well, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I would do exactly what I did in 1987. Joining the military for me personally was... Joining the military with joining the military and marrying my wife are probably 
the two best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. So I wouldn't change that. I, I, I would do the exact same thing in 1987. Now, I'm going to give my kids different advice when they turn 18 and what they might want to do. And I, I is, is that a fair answer? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I deal with students and a lot of them are right out of high school. The impression I got when I was in high school is, you know, when you turn 18, you better have everything figured out. And the thing I try to tell students is you don't. You, you, can, you can drift a little bit. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little work to, to find where that is. And I think they just, a lot of them think I got to go, you know, I got to go right to college. I got to major in this and I got to work in this. And, and I think they don't give themselves enough flexibility because obviously your career, you've, you've done a lot of different things in a lot of different places and, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities because you never know when they're going to happen or where they're going to come from. I, I think that's, that's a big thing. Graduate high school or what it seemed anyway, was you either go to college, you go into the workforce or you go into the military. I mean, there was more, but really that's what it seemed like your options were. So for me, I was not, a. I mean, I have got a, well, I've got a straight up great case of ADHD and, um, you know, it's taken me, I didn't realize when I was a kid what that meant. I didn't even know I had it, but I knew I didn't like to, I knew I wasn't very, I wasn't good in school. It was not good in school at all. And, uh, you know, the tech school I went to in the Navy was one of the hardest tech schools in the Navy. Everybody, everybody else was like half genius that went to this school. I knew that academics were super hard. I knew, I knew that, that it was going to be hard for me. Frankly, I was scared of failing. But I also, I, I agree with it completely. You, you don't, everybody, I think Amer- Americans are, are, the, are the worst uh, on this. We think that we have to have everything figured out. We have to have this, this plan set in stone. We have to have our... You know, we have to have the the perfect GPA. I have to be in all these programs for my resume. I have to have the perfect internship. If I don't do all these things, well, at 23, 24 years old, I'm going to fail. You're wrong. (laughs) And, And the reason I say that is because I thought that way when I was your age. And I was wrong. Thanks for listening. Our next episode will be available on January 29th. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.